The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness, Rabnasa, continued success, and of course, uh, much Nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the Zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be Zochef for good judgment, they will be Zochef for good Beracha and Mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ainu nishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tenechenu began Eden. Amen. Today we study the daf. Le'ainu nishmat Rafael Edmon Ezra Safra ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tenechenu began Eden. Amen. Today being his seventh yacht site, the great philanthropist of Kliyosel, Mr. Edmond Safra. That uh, Hashem, the mood should be the Elul Nishmato, and he should rest. Begin Eden Elyon, Amen. We begin today's daf on Daftet Amud Rishon. We're four lines from the top. The Gemara says, "Udmosifin mihol ala kodesh minalan." This concept that we have to be mosif, we have to add from hol ala kodesh. That you extend the Kiddushah beyond the uh, point which you add from the hall, from the weekday, you add Kodesh to it. How do we know that concept? Well, we discussed it yesterday regarding Yovel. That there was a Havamina to think that the Yovel begins on Rosh Hashanah, according to one rabbi. And we wanted to extend it all the way past Rosh Hashanah. Of the next year, because of the concept of Mosif Mehol Ala Kodesh. So the Gemara says, no, in that case, actually, we have Pesukim clearly to tell us that Yovel ends at the Rosh Hashanah the next year, but you do see the principle was addressed that it would be accepted to add from the whole to add Kedushah. So the Gemara says, what's the source of that concept? Minavan. The Tanya, we have a Braita. Beharish u Bakatsir Tishbot. The full pasuk says sheshet yamim ta'avod u'bayom ashevi'it tishbot b'harish u'bakatsit tishbot. The pasuk says that you have to keep six days of work, seven days of Shabbat, and you have to refrain from plowing and reaping. Now we know that although the pasuk is talking about Shabbat, this last part of the pasuk cannot be referring to Shabbat because we know already you're not allowed to do any melacha. Why would the Torah come explicitly and say So therefore must be out of its context It's not talking about Shabbat Shabbat we know every Melech has Asur There's no reason for the Torah to have to come along And explicitly give me examples of So it must be talking about Shemitah Because we know in Shemitah To plow and to reap is Asur But it also can't be referring to that Because we know that the Torah clearly says uh, by Shemitah that you're not allowed to plow and you're not allowed to reap mm-hmm. so that's also explicit so therefore we're stuck what is the Pasukim Beharishu Bakachit Tishbot when's it coming to Tami Shabbat no Tami Shemitah no so it's going to be Akiva Omer 
אינו צריך לומר חריש וקציר של שביעית. Does not have to come in Tamil, that's talking about the Harish and the Katsir of the seventh year. Why? Shalekevan Neemar. Because we have explosive Pasuk, Sadecha Lot Ezra'ah, Vekarmecha Lot Ezmor. Ela Harish Shalerev Shavi'it, Hanechnas Shavi'it, Vekatsir Shavi'it, Hayotse Lemotse Shavi'it. Jesus must be talking about the Erev Shavi'it and the Motse Shavi'it, which means. It's coming to tell me that what? I cannot plow. Even in Erev Shavi'it, even in the year before the Shemitah. Why? A plowing that's going to benefit in the seventh year. Which means already the Yisuri begin before the time. Which means if the plowing of the sixth year is going to be beneficial in the seventh, right? So that's going to be Asur. Or for that matter, the reaping. Which means I'm not allowed to reap in the eighth year a wheat that grew already one-third of its growth in the seventh year. So what do you see from over here? Mosik mechol ala kodesh. That even though the Shemitah year itself is, let's say, from Tashri to Tashri, but there's laws that have start before, Beharish or Bekatsir. Harish before, Katsir after. That's not following the Shemitah of Be'akiva. Let's read Rashi. En sarich lomar harish ve'katsir shel shavi'it. Even though the beginning of this was referring to Shabbat, the end of the pasuk is talking about Shemitah. Shabbat, plow his field, right? Of uh, Ilan, say the trees, the fruit. A plowing that will benefit for the seventh year. But if it already grew a third of its growth in the seventh year, you have to treat it kadosh even in the eighth year. So that's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Comes Gemara continues. Rabbi Ishmael Omer. Rabbi Ishmael says. Now, he comes along and says, no, really the Pasuk is talking about Shabbat. And it's coming to tell me like this. What type of Harisha and what type of Ketzira is Asur? Well, it must be referring to Harisha of Rishut. Voluntary Harisha and voluntary Ketzira. Why? Yatsa Ketzira Omer Shum Mitzvah. Because it's like this. We never found in the Torah any harisha, any type of plowing that's mandatory mitzvah plowing. That doesn't exist. There's no mitzvah in the Torah to ever do a mitzvah that necessitates mandatory plowing. So for sure when the Torah says that on Shabbat it's to plow, it's for sure talking about voluntary plowing. So just like harisha is voluntary, non-mitzvah, so to ketzira must be talking about voluntary Ketzira. And that's the Pasuk is saying, what type of Harish and Ketzira is Asur on Shabbat? Voluntary. But, if you can find mitzvah, plowing or mitzvah, reaping, there'll be mutar on Shabbat. But do we ever have a case of mitzvah, uh, reaping? Yes. Ketzira Omer. Torah says on the second day of Pesach, you have to go and cut the new wheat to bring the mitzvah of the Omer. And the Halakha says, even if you found it cut, Matzah katsur, kotzer. 
doesn't matter. Let's say a guy, the coin went into the field, and you say, oh, somebody cut the weed already. It doesn't matter. You gotta cut again. It says, Uksartin. So the Hadith, let's say this happened on uh, Lil Shabbat, Friday night. Happened on Shabbat. What's the deen? You cut. Oh, what do you mean? If I said, Bahayush, but Katsir. Yeah, what type of Katsir? Katsir should shoot. But this is Katsir shell. Mitzvah. And therefore you cut on Shabbat. That's Hadus of going to Rabbi Ishmael. The Hadith is talking about Katsir Mitzvah because Hadith definitely is the shoot. So all the Torah is telling you what type of Hadisha you have to forbid yourself from. Hadisha should the shoot. And Katsir should the shoot. Yatsa, Katsir, Shil Mitzvah. That is Duhe Shabbat. Look at that sheet. Rabbi Ishmael Omer. Ma Hadish the shoot. Really the Pasuk is talking about Shabbat. Which means Let's say you have the Mitzvah Shtayalechem, right? You have to bring the two loaves of bread on Shavuot. There's no Mitzvah to plant the wheat for those loaves. Mm-hmm. Let's say the coin went into the field and you found already uh, planted. It's, it's okay. Right. There's no Mitzvah to plow the ground to plant for the Shtayalechem, or to plow the ground to plant for the Omer. And that voluntary plowing becomes a sur. So to the reaping is only going to be as soon if it is voluntary reaping. Because why the ketsira? Even if you found wheat that was cut, there's a mitzvah to cut. So that's according to the bishop. The bishop does not have a source yet for Mosifim Yochan Lakodesh. The Biyakiva's source of Mosifim Yochan Lakodesh is from Ba'anishu Ba'kansi because he turns it into Shemitalo. And he says that you cannot be talking about Shemitah per se because we know Ba'anishu Ba'kansi has two of them explicitly. And I must be talking about Erev and Motsa'eh. So that's Tosefet Kodesh, he's adding it to the Qod. According to Mishra, no, there's not Tosefet subject over here. This is a law in the Chachabat. It teaches me why the Ketzirat Ha'omer is indeed the Ha'edish Shabbat because it is indeed a Mitzvah. So comes the Gemara and says, "V'Rabbi Ishmael, Mosifim Yochal LaKodesh Minale." That's why Rabbi Ishmael loved the Kaddish Mosifim Yochal LaKodesh. Nafkale Meditanya. Notice from the following Brayta: "V'Ennitem Etnafshotechem B'Tishah." This is a pasuk by Kippur. That the pasuk says, "V'Ennitem You Will Afflict Yourself on the Ninth." Now we know what do you mean the Ninth? We know Kippur is not until the Tenth. Yachod B'Tishah. What, well, do you think you, you have to fast on the 9th? Tamud Lomar Ba'ayrif. Ba'ayrif is at night. So night already is the 10th. So make up your mind. You're supposed to fast on the 9th, or you're supposed to fast Ba'ayrif in the following night. Well, I Ba'ayrif. Well, if you're going to tell me Ba'ayrif, that's when the fast starts. Ya'akol Mishitachshat. Shitachshat. Oh, when it gets dark. Well, Tamud Lomar Betashah. But it says Betashah, which is the day. So therefore we have contradictories. It says, Ve'initemet nafshot techem betashah la'ayrif. If it's the Shah, it's not the Ayrif. If it's the Ayrif, it's not the Shah. So how do you reconcile these two, uh, two, uh, two, 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 two words in the Pasuk? Ha-Ketzad, Mat-Hilu, Mit-Anem, Be-Odyom. So you just start the fast on the ninth. Really, the fasting is done by Ayrif. But when do you start this Ayrif fast? The Shah. 
So what do you see? Mikri Lamed, Shemosifim Hala Kodesh. The first of Kippur doesn't start the Mamashit, you know, at the one against dark. You have to start it all before, because <coughs> you have to be more safe. Now, in the Ela Bichnisato, okay, that only tells me that when you're entering Kippur, you have to add going in. How do you know going out you also have to be Mosif? Tamud Omar, Me'erev Ad Erev. Since you fast from night to night, so the sheet says when it says the second Erev, it's Ad Bichlal, including the Erev. Which means not up until the Erev, it's up until the Erev and including the Erev. So you have to go beyond the Erev. So that's how you know to it on the way out. Me'erev Ad Erev. Ad Bichlal. Now therefore, you know, you go after. And the Elayom Kippurim. Okay, I teach me Kippur. Shabbatot minayin. Yeah, you know Shabbat. You have to be Mosif Ochal Kodesh. Tamud Omar, Tishpetu. Because the Pasuk says, Me'erev ad erev, Tishpetu Shabbat Techem. So from the word Tishpetu, the Yachamim learned that it's referring to Shabbat. That the same laws applies on Shabbat. Yamim Tovim minayin. How do you know the Yamim Tovim also applies? Tamud Omar, Shabbat Techem. Your Shabbatot, what do you mean your Shabbatot? Meaning Shabbat is also called Shabbat. So it's coming to teach you also you have a din of Mosifin. Ha-Ketzad, kol makom shiz moshevut, Mosifin mechol la-Kodesh. Any time that there's a cessation of work, there's a shevut, so they come after Ed, mechol la-Kodesh. Now what is this coming to tell me, this last line? So the Tosafot says, Ve'atal rabot shiv'it. It's coming to include even Shemitah. Which means any time there's a cessation, like even in the Shemitah, so you have to accept starting on the 6th and go into the 8th uh, as well. So therefore, basically, according to the Mishma'el, he has a source of Mosifim from the Spesukim. Ah, oh, comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, he learns already Tosefet from the Harish Bakatsir. Right? He learns the Tosefet from the Harish Bakatsir to Shmot. So what does he do with this Pasuk of Ve'ayitim Says, what do you do with it? What do you mean? So he gets credit, according to the Pasuk, as if he fasted the ninth and the tenth. How do we see that, Rashi? And you will afflict yourself on the ninth. The eating of the ninth, the Torah refers to it as Inui. Since the eating on the ninth is considered an affliction, the more you eat, the better. Because the more affliction you're getting. If the fact that it says ba'erev, it's clear that the real inui doesn't start until the night. But when the inui, must be that it's referring to a different type of inui. So really the fast starts ba'erev. But it says, I'm allowed to eat on Tisha'ah. And I must be the Torah considering what? That you're eating on Tisha'ah 
is considered Inui. And the more you eat on the Tish'ad, the more Inui it's considered. And therefore, they're going to get credit as if what? You fast on the 9th and 10th. Uh, so what? You get credit. What, what, what type of credit is fasting on the 9th? Is there a mitzvah to, to fast? Which means a person fasts on a Tuesday. It's a mitzvah to fast on a Tuesday. It seems the Torah is coming to tell you that you'll get credit if you fast on the 9th and the 10th. So the Tosfot adds one line here. You have to say that if you have to say that Pasuk is coming to tell us if God commanded you first on the ninth and you fulfilled that obligation. That's what the mitzvah is. The mitzvah is listening to the tzivah So we consider it as if God told you, I want you to fast on the ninth and the tenth. And the tenth we fast. The ninth we don't. The ninth we're allowed to eat. And it must be God told you, I want you to fast on the ninth as well. And your eating is going to be considered as if you fasted, and therefore you're going to get credit for fasting on both days with a tzivui of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the Mepharshim over here is give different reasons uh, why exactly this mitzvah to eat on the 9th and going into the 10th. So he says, V'ta'ma davar, O kedish yukal l'ta'anot yafeh, ve'lo yavod yidid dihayat inu yom ha-kipurim. The simple explanation is the Me'idi saying that in order to fast on Yom Kippur without you know, hurting yourself, the Torah wants you to eat the day before. In order that you can go into the fast. In order that you'll be able to do the, the next day. So you want to show that really Yom Kippur, we should really celebrate on Yom Kippur eating. Because it's a holiday, it's a beautiful Sabah, we're getting kapara tavarot, but why you have a technical? You can't eat because that's part of the kapara. So therefore we celebrate the meal of Yom Kippur on Erev Kippur, so that we're happy that the day, uh, that the day is in. But uh, no, Actually, that's in the says that. Okay. Uh, is there a shi'ur? But the Torah is no shi'ur. But the Torah is just... Uh, yeah, there's, there's no shi'ur. A couple of minutes, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, Shemitah, they gave you a shi'ur. Shemitah, the Torah says a harisha that will benefit in the seventh. Now, if you go in the six years, six months before, uh, you know, the seventh year, that, 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 that's not going to produce anything in the seventh, that harisha. It's got to be a harisha that, that benefits. That's by yes, by Shemitah, they give you the shi'ur. But by Shemitah, Yom Kippur, in the Torah, it's... Small, uh, small shoot, even, even whatever. <coughs> okay, we continue. Tell Rabbanan. Yovel he. Now we go back to the subject of Yovel, the Jubilee year. Now let's review quickly. The Jubilee year is the 50th year of the cycle of counting the Shemitot. There are basically uh, three major laws that kick in on the Jubilee year. Number one, the, the Jubilee year is considered a Shemitah. Means the work, the land is forbidden to to work. Uh, furthermore, uh, land that was purchased or sold returns back to its original owners. Slaves go free. Every every that uh, is uh, you know he has a six-year um, sentence. If he wants to stay a little longer, so then it becomes an eved nitzah. The master takes him to the doorpost and he pierces his ear. He says, He becomes a slave forever. There is no slave forever. 
It says, yovel. You become a slave until the Yovel, and then all the slaves go free. And that is signaled by the blowing of the Shofar that is done on Yom Kippur of the Yovel year. So those are basically the laws. You have the Shemitah, which is the sort of working the field. You have the law of returning the properties, freeing of the slaves, and the blowing of the Shofar. So now the Gemara is Doresh. Yovel I. And the Pasuk says, this is Yovel. Afalpi shelo shamtu. Now even though uh, the people were not shomet, they did not fulfill the Shemitah, Afalpi shelo takru. Even though they did not lo shofar. Which you don't think if the people were delinquent, let's say, and they didn't fulfill the laws, that's not Yovel. No, Yovel happens regardless. Yaakul afalpi shelo shalhu. Even if, let's say, nobody sent the slaves free, Tamud Lomar, he. The fact that it says Yovel, he, that it's learning it's only Yovel if something was done. And what has to be done at least to activate Yovel? Shiluah Havadim. But the other laws, even if they're not kept, do not uh, impair the activation of Yovel. How do you know that? Why did you pick uh, Shiluah Havadim as the... As the key item to activate Yovel. So we read Rashi. This is the words, by the way, of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda. Rashi. Yoveli, Yovel Avbishlo Shamtu. Yovel hi tiyelachem. Pasuk says, this will be Yovel. Now the Ailmi Neketi, right above those words it says, Va'avarta Shofar. You will sound the Shofar. Vikidashtem et Shnat Kamishim Shana. And you will sanctify the 15th. Yukratem Deror. Right? And you will call. Uh, freedom in the land. This is going to be Yovel. It's extra, because we know already we're talking about Yovel. Yovel It's Yovel regardless. Which is even if you did not do the items we just mentioned above, it's still Yovel. Which means you didn't fulfill the law of Karkaot that what? That were purchased, go back to the original owner. Which is right after the Pasuk of Yovel, it says, That properties go back. So this Shita is coming to tell you if. What was learned before the words Yovel and after the words of Yovel. If both those laws were not fulfilled, Yovel, it's still considered Yovel. Which means it's still going to be considered Yovel that what? You're going to have to work the ground. You might think that maybe Yovel's not activated. Hey listen, they didn't uh, blow the shofar. They're not dealing with the giving back the fields. So it's not Yovel. Once it's not Yovel, but I can work the ground also. No, 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 no. Yovel, he. It's Yovel. You can't plant the ground. You can't work the ground. Even though they didn't uh, blow Shofar. That's written before the words of Yovel. Shofar. And they didn't fulfill what's written after the words Yovel. That's uh, as, um, uh, returning karkaot doesn't matter. Yoveli in any event. The Gemara will doresh exactly how this dinasha works, but that's the uh, that's the mechanic. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Yosei Omer Yoveli Afalpi shelo shamtu Afalpi shelo shalhu Yachol Afalpi shelo takhu Hamud Omar I. He learns also that really Yovel doesn't have to be activated by all the items. 
So long as you have tikiat shofar, even though you're not fulfilling the law of shidu abadim, and even though you're not fulfilling the law of returning lands, it's still considered yovel. So the mahluk of the biyuda and the biyose is what is the key activator of the yovel. According to the biyuda, the key activator is what shidu abadim. According to the biyose, the key activator is what the blowing of the shofar. And both are learning from the same pasuk yoveli. So the Gemara says, "How? Vechi me'achar shemikla echad marbe umikla echad memait." Means one pasuk is coming to be marbe, telling you have to do these things, and then you got the yoveli to come and tell you, "Nah, even if you didn't do these things." Mepenema ani omer yovel he afat pishelo shalhu ve'en yovel ela imken takhu, which is who told you. To say that when it says Yoveli, it's telling you it's Yovel even though you didn't do these items, so long as you did Tiki'ah. Who told you? Maybe you have to do Shidu uh, Abadim. How does the rabbi, let's say the B, you'll say no, that it's the Tiki'ah Shofar that is the key to Yovel? The Pasuk says you got to do everything. The Pasuk says you got to blow the Shofar, you have to send the slaves out, you got to return uh, the fields. So then the Pasuk comes and says, oh, you should know, it says Yoveli. Even though you didn't do, do, do these items, so long as you didn't take out your father, who told you? Maybe it's coming to be family uh, shovel only if you did uh, the other things. Who tell you know that the yovel is only coming like a bit to catch your father? Right? So comes the Gemara and says, "Lefish she'efshal le'olam b'lo shilu ha'avadim, ve'efshal le'olam b'lo to catch your He says because it's possible that you can have a scenario where nobody's going to have any slaves. And nobody's going to send slaves out in the Yovel because nobody had an Ebedivri. It's not always that everybody has an Ebedivri. So therefore, they're not going to make Yovel dependent on something that might not happen. So therefore, the Yovel must be dependent on something that's an automatic. The Gevara assumes it's an automatic that they can have a shofar. How hard is it to have a shofar? You'll get a shofar, you blow a shofar. It's not an impossibility. It's not something that you say, oh, listen, nobody in class said they weren't able to get a shofar. What do you mean they were able to get a shofar? It's an easy thing. Shinuah Avadin, that's possibly never hear that nobody had slaves. So I'm not going to make your veil dependent on an item that might not manifest. However, when it comes to get a shofar, they admit they have a shofar. So therefore, I'll make your veil dependent on something that's an automatic. That's something that's a, that, that, is a, that, that is a definite. That she says, Sometimes it's not going to be an Ebed. But it's impossible to say that When the Torah is telling you, it's going to be on the item that's Matsui. That's prevalent. What does it mean, Shemitah? Nobody owns field. It's a guy that doesn't have a field. Everything, everything was uh, nobody, nobody sold or things that were sold were not subject to the law because it was sold in a certain way that the avail doesn't kick in, which is it's not automatic. So Kazugimaran says, Kazugimaran says like this. Another reason why they based it on shofar. Zu misura lebetin, vezu era misura lebetin, which means. We're not going to make your veil hinge on something that's out of our control. Who's our? Betin. Betin knows we, we blow the shofar. So therefore we can control the shofar. So therefore we're going to make your veil dependent on what? On the shofar. Now, sending slaves out, who's that dependent on? The people. 
Yeah, the people are going to do it, the people are not going to do it. So we, now they have a chance not to do it. So I'm not going to hinge my Yovel laws on people that can uh, not follow the law. So I know for sure, some bad team, we, we're going to blow the Shafar, we're not going to be delinquent. So therefore they're going to tell Yovel in where the bad team has their control. Look at Rashi. Bevar Achayet. Tekiyat Shafar, Mesurah the bad team. Litzavot l'shulcham l'tkowah. Right? They blow the shofar to, to signal to send the slaves. That's given over to individuals. Well, you can tell me now, if the individual is not going to send the slave, they're not going to have yovel. So basically we have two reasons. The first reason is what? That what? It's ifshal le'olam be'lo shofar. The world doesn't have a shofar, but it's possible it's not going to have... Second reason is this is Betin's responsibility, not Sihidim. So the Gibraltar says, My Dabar Ahir. What do you need a Dabar Ahir? What do you need a second reason for? Maybe you're going to argue, so listen, nobody's sending slaves out. How do you know? There's got to be somebody in Sofa'ulam, somebody somewhere is sending slaves. That's, that's, that's a hard thing to say. That, uh, what about a case where nobody's going to send uh, slaves? So, so somebody's going to have a slave. So even if you want to argue, okay, maybe there's some guy in a remote place that has a slave. Zoom is surah al-betim, zoom is We have to give the second reason. The main reason is what? That betim controls the shofar, but we're not going to make Yovel dependent on individuals that can be delinquent and not follow the law. So the second reason is just in case you want to argue and say, oh, what do you mean? Nobody, nobody has slaves. What are you talking about? Uh, possible somebody will have slaves. So therefore, we give the second reason, which is the main reason that what? Zoom is surah al-betim, zoom is surah al-betim. According to the Biyose, right, the Biyose, we just explained his logic. According to the Biyuda, he says the main item for your veil is indeed what? Shiluah Abadim. You don't need to catch your father, returning of the lands. What makes, what activates your veil is the Shiluah Abadim, according to the Biyuda. So the Gemara wants to know what's his. Uh, What's his dinasha? I mean, what's his, uh, what's his source? Amar Kira. Kasuk says, Ukratem deror ba'aris. Right? You will call freedom in the land. That's the freedom of the slaves. The kasabar, and he holds, Mikran nidrash lefanav velo lefne panav. Now we have a dinasha When you make a dinasha, for example, in this case, you veli. So he holds, that the Dirashav Yovelhi is Nidrash Lefanaf. You doresh the word Yovelhi on what's written right before it, but not, but not what's written Lefnepanaf in the Pasuk before it, before it. Which means in the Pesukim of uh, Yovel, the Pasuk says like this The Kiddashtem et Shinata Hamishim Shana, you'll sanctify the 15th year, Ukratem Deror Ba'ares, you'll call freedom in the land, Lechol Yosheveha. Then it says what? Yovelhi. Oh, so right before the word Yovelhi, it talks about what? The freedom of the slaves. So therefore, we say, Mikran Nidrash Lefanav. And right Lefanav it says, Ukratem Deror, it means Yovel is dependent on what? What was written right before it. Yovelhi, on what? <laughs> but it's not Nidrash Shilifne Panaf. Because right before Uklatem Deror, it says, Va'avartem Shofar. So they've learned that we're not on a Shofar, dependent on Shofar. And for that matter, 
after the word Yovel, it talks about returning the fields back. So then we have to say two principles working over here. Therefore you knock out uh, Shofar. Yovel is not dependent on Shofar. And it's not Nidrash. Le'acharav. What's Acharav? No, Acharav is sending, uh, returning the fields. Veshavtem ish elachuzato. Yeah, get get the get the just, get the skeleton of the pesukim. Pesuk says shofar shiluah avadim yovelhi, and then it says veshavtem ish elachuzato. So according to the Biuda, the yovelhi goes right on what's before it. It's only yovel because of shofar. What about the shlefnepanav? Shlefnepanav talks about shiluah avadim. No, I'm sorry. Take two. Right. Right before it is Ukratem Deror, freedom of slaves. So you ready? That's the Fanav. So Yovel is dependent on what? Shluwa Abadim. Shlifnem Panav is Shofar. Shofar is not necessary. Le'acharav is Veshavtem Ish in the Huzatom. We don't go Le'acharav either. And that's what Tosfot says. Tosfot says, Mikra Nidrash the Fanav and Lifnem Panav. Ulacharav. Now watch. Pirush mi'uta dehi, the mi'uta of the word he, yovel he, mukminan akriyat deror. You place it on kriyat deror, he lefanav, velo atikiah de lefne panav, which is, it says, vavartah shofar bechol azechem. You didn't see the pasuk in there, it's a pasuk. Vavartah shofar bechol azechem. Velo ahashmatad laharav. And it's not going on Ashmata that's after Dikhtib Batri Vishaftim Ish Ilahuzatov Ish and Mishmahto Tashuvu. So let's read that inside again in the Gemara. Kasabar, Midrash, Dash the Fanav and all the Fne Panav. You see in Bitos four, that's actually an extra word there. Ulaharav. So that helps you know how come you don't uh, have to be Doresh Vishaftim Ish Lahuzatov, that's really after the Yuri, very important. Now the Khule Alma to everybody, Deror Lashon Harut. Okay. Everybody agree with this Ukratim Deror, that's talking about the freedom of the slaves. So that Gabbara has a question. Me'emashma, how do you know the word deror is a word used for freedom? Gabbara says Detanya and Deror Ela Lashon Harut. Says Deror is a word for freedom. Why? Amar Biuda Ma Lashon Deror. What does the word Deror mean? Kim Dayar Be Dayra Umevil Sehora Bechol Medina. So Kim Dayar Be Dayra, like a person that's free to live where he wants to live. He can go wherever he wants. He can travel. And what? He carries his, uh, his, his wares with him, his, his, his merchandise with him, to every city, and he sells it. So the word deror, like as a resident. It's a resident that's free to move and live wherever he wants. He can live in any inn that he wants. So let's say deror. Deror is like a, a, a guy that's a resident that can go wherever he wants, and he sells as a, like, like a salesman, right? He can live wherever he wants. So therefore, the same thing, Deror. A dwelling is where he wants to live, but is freedom. That's the point. Which is the slave, he's not free to go wherever he wants. He's in the master's house. Now give him Deror. Let him be a resident. I mean, let him go wherever he wants to live. So that's why the word Deror means freedom. Comes again when it says, Amar Zud Yosef. 
Okay, now we have the Machlok of the Biyuda and the Biyuda what activates Yovel? Aval HaKamim Omrim, Sheloshtan Me'akebot. HaKamim say you need all three items to be uh, uh, done in order to activate Yovel. You need Shiluh Abadim, you need Tekiat Shofar, you need Ashmatat Karkaot. And if you're missing one of the three, it's not Yovel. Mm. What do you mean it's not Yovel? You, you, you can work the, the land at you. The law of working the land is not activated unless you have these three other items. All, all this command that we said, activated, not activated, for what? For what purpose? It's for working the land. It's a sur to work the land in the Yovel. So we're saying, what activates that Isur? So one rabbi said, what activates it is Shofar. Another rabbi, no, activates it is Shiluh Havadim. According to Hachami, no, no, no. You need all three to be present in order to activate the Isur of Working the land. Kasabre, what do the rabbis must hold? Mikran nedrash lefanav, vilifne panav, ulaharav. We have to say that when you have the Yoveli, it goes on what's said right before it, Shidu Abadim. What's before that? Tikiyat Shofar. And what's after that? Vishaftem the returning of fields. So therefore, the Yovel, it's, it's only Yovel if everything is done. What's before it, what's before that, and what's after that. Okay? Vaketiv. But doesn't it say in the Pasuk, Yovel? Which means when it's Mashma, when the fact that it says Yovel, it's Mashma, it's Yovel regardless. Which means it's coming to include. So not only in these cases where you have these things, Yovel. It's extra to tell me, it's Chawla, it's always Yovel. As she says, Liravot be Mashma. The word Yovel's Mashma, that's coming to exclude. It's Mashma that's coming to include. That it's Yovel mikol makom. Tafilu bechutzalaaris. That's the that Yovel applies even outside Eretz Yisrael. That that word Yovel, the he comes along and tells me what it's excluding only if you have these three items. But the fact that it says Yovel, it's coming to me Yovel mikol makom. What's the what's the inclusion even outside of Israel? What do you mean vakati baaris? What do you mean it says clearly that Yovel is in the land? Which means, Yovel always applies in Eretz Israel. The question is, does Yovel apply to Chutz So it says, when the laws of Deror, when the laws of freeing slaves apply in Eretz Israel, then the laws of Shemitah of Yovel are going to apply in Chutzadis. But once the laws of freeing slaves is not applied in Eretz Israel, which you don't have a Betin, so then the law is not going to apply in Chutzadis. But in Eretz Israel, it always applies. So Chutzadis, sometimes you have inclusionary and sometimes you have exclusionary. What is it included? When everything is being done in Eretz Israel, concluding Shinua Abadim, Khatem Deror Ba'ares, when there's deror ba'ares, then already yovel bechutzares. When there's no deror ba'ares, then already we come along and say there's no yovel in chutzares. But in Eretz Israel, there's always a yovel. Now, really not. Because according to the hachamim, once you don't have all three uh, items, so then already it's not going to be yovel as well in Eretz Israel. But the hadush is that the chutzares is dependent on the Eretz Israel. Right, only for that item. For the, for the, when there's no slaves in Eretz Israel, so then already is no... Correct. Then there's no land in Chutzah. It means for the working of the fields and, and things like that. Okay.
So this is contradicting the previous Because it barred it. We have two Pesukim. We have one person that says Yovel. Yovel says you're including. What are you including? That Yovel applies to Hustaris. We have another person that says Ba'aris. That Yovel is only in Eris Yisrael. So make up your mind. Is Yovel Ba'aris only in Eris Yisrael? These are contradictory words. So the Gemara is telling you that when is Yovel Ba'aris? When does it apply Ba'aris? Davka, when there's Ukratem Deror Ba'aris. As long as there's freeing of slaves in Eris Yisrael, when that law applies, then you have to follow Yovel Ba'aris. But once there's no Ukratem Deror Ba'aris, then there's no Yovel Ba'aris as well. You need the three things. But it's telling you that the, the, the the Chutz Ta'aris is dependent on Eretz Yisrael. Uh, what does Rabbanan do with he? Out of he? No, it's not three. You need all three. You need all three. It's Mekran, Nidrash, Nefanav, 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 It's coming to tell me that it's only going to be Yovel if you have these three items. And if you don't have these three items, it's not Yovel. That's exclusionary. It's not exclusionary. He's saying, Davka Yovel in these cases over there. But anything else, not Yovel. It's limiting the Yovel. It's limiting Yovel. He. Davka in this case. If you don't have the three situations, in Yovel. In the end, in Yovel. Now we said in the Mishnah that Aleph Tishri is also a Rosh Hashanah for planting trees. Nafkamina for the law of Orla. The first three years of a tree is Asur, and in the fourth year it's also Asur, it's called Netarebai. So how do you count years for Orla? The cutoff is Aleph Tishri. So the Gabbara says, Minalan, how do you know it's Tishri? Tikhtiv Shalosh Shanim Arelin. Uktiv Ubashanar Bi'it. Vialif Shana Shana Mit Tishri. We have a Gazala Shava, Shana Shana from Tishri. Dikhtiv Mirishit Ashana. By Tishri, what does it say? Mirishit Ashana. We learned that that was talking about Tishri. So therefore, it says Shana by Allah. So Shana Shana, it's Tishri. Veligmar Shana Shana Minisan. What do you make against Lash Vatanisan? Dikhtib, Rishon, Ulachem, Nehoche, Hashanas, maybe the color for Allah is Nisan. Danin Shanash in Imahodashim, Mishanash in Imahodashim. When Danin Shanash in Imahodashim, Mishanash in Imahodashim. See, when you make the Gizrashva, you want to keep it similar. So, therefore, I wanted to be doing a Shanash Shana without the mention of months. And then by Allah, it doesn't say anything about months, it just says Shanim. And by Rosh Shana, it says Mirashit Shana. That's straight Shanash Shana. But I'm not going to learn from a Shana that has months. That's Rishonu Lachim, the Hoche Shana. It's Hoche Shana. I'm not going to learn that Shana too. Orlad does not talk about Muslim, but it's more compatible to learn Shana Shana to Rosh Hashanah, which means Aleph Tishri, than to learn it to Nisan. So that's the Maaseh, that Aleph Tishri is the cutoff for the counting of the years of Orlah and Neta Rebaih. Amen. Amen.